0: Miller and Condon, Ken Miller, oh, mama! Trent Condon. Four. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. All
1: right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you, and then there were four. Uh, Lots of NFL talk to begin the program. We will get into Iowa and Iowa State as well, as we'll recap uh, their basketball games from this uh, past weekend. Look ahead to the week. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will start with Nick Olsen, who covers Iowa State and has done a terrific job breaking a ton of news over at 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. TJ gets another highly rated, I believe, top 100 recruit. We'll get into that with Nick, recap the loss in Stillwater over the weekend. and look ahead to tomorrow when K-State... Trent, here's the big news. Stop the presses. Iowa State's on TV tomorrow. What? Yes! I'm not kidding you. I don't have to watch it on my phone? No, you don't. It's It's not like it's 1980s again. It's 2023, and yes, indeed, those cyclones who are one of the stories in the Big 12, they'll face the other story in the Big 12, and it is televised. Uh, but Nick Olson will join us at 1130. In the 12 o'clock hour, uh, Nick Athen on the Kansas City Chiefs. As they march on, beating Jacksonville uh, over the weekend, of course, the big story of the week will be the health of uh, Patrick Mahomes. I believe he'll be fine. We shall see. Um, we'll talk to Nick at twelve fifteen or thereabouts, and then Scott Docterman uh, from the Athletic. I get a kick out of Doc's stories. I mean, he's doing uh, you know football recaps, things that need to change, etc., things defensively from the offense that worked in the past that won't work or haven't worked, and no matter how many words he writes, you go to the comments, and the first one is, you're missing the forest for the trees. <laughs> when are you going to write about the, the offensive coordinator being, well, it's not up to Doc. It's not. Right. But the comment is with not without merit. No, but I mean, I don't know how many more times Doc can answer it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the press conference may or may not come. I'm at that point now that we may not hear from Ference until spring. And well, that, we'll
2: hear from him after... Maybe signing day if they maybe. Do sign anybody, maybe. So they're just going to run it back. And last year they said they're going to run it back. Yeah, they're betting on themselves. Bet that didn't work. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, the sure didn't. This is not two years of ineptitude, though. No, this there's is a body six of work. Years. There, there's a body of work. You watch the NFL and you look at the guys that have been out there and playing in the playoffs and have been good NFL players. Three starters on the offensive line, 92nd in the country in rush mm. offense that year. He's mm. bad. He's bad at his job as an offensive coordinator. I don't know if he's a good offensive line coach or a tight end coach or whatever it is. He's a bad offensive coordinator. And if it was anybody else, he wouldn't be there. And that's no. why nepotism is a thing.
1: Yeah, Brian Smith, Brian Denkelwich. Uh, yes. Dan- Denkelwich has shown the door. They're fired. They're fired at this point. Yep, no doubt about it. And so, Gary Barta has absolutely no power. No. I mean, is he, look, he's, his boss runs the football program.
2: Right. He has
1: and since Barta got there. For
2: all intents and purposes, the athletic department. Uh-huh. I mean, he has carte blanche. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Kirk has control of things. Yeah. And you know what? If he wants to hire another son, he can do it. Well, there's one that's looking for work. There is. <laughs> so <laughs> Fired from the Dolphins, Steve <laughs> Ferrets.
1: Indeed. Uh, so let's get to the, uh, before we get in, in, into the basketball from over the weekend, um, let, let's recap the weekend and the, the divisional round. Just, it's a phenomenal weekend, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it, it really and truly is. Eight teams down to four. Um, it's, it's so. I mean it's riveting it, it, even if the scores are as the, as the late game on Saturday was I mean it was a stinker let's be, let's be honest um but let's go in in order which they happened, and the first one was the Jacksonville Jaguars and Kansas City. when is a team when is a defensive coordinator and I know that they've tried when is someone going to find the silver bullet to shut down Travis Kelsey mm. I mean, every team has to try doing this. What makes him so uncoverable? 14 catches again. This guy is unstoppable. Why? It's a great
2: question. Because in the past, it made sense. You have Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. You have not just a great wide receiver, but one of the fastest guys we've seen mm-hmm. play the position. Yep. And that made a ton of sense. You've mm-hmm. got to have coverage over top, and that yep. leaves the middle of the field open. That made sense. Yep. Now you got... Smith-Schuster. Yeah. They're nice scantley They're right. fine. They're, they're not Tyreek Hill. Right. And yet, here he is, yep. 14 catch Without him, I think they get beat by double digits. And Trent, I think you can say that about a lot of the Chiefs games yeah, this year. Absolutely. You know, he had that long drought without a touchdown, but he was still so impactful. Uh-huh. Do you bracket him? Do you just say... I don't know. At this point, without Tyreek Hill, don't you have to say your game plan has to be anybody else. Right. And it's two guys that are
1: going to cover him. Yes. I, you have to put double cover.
2: I mean, I don't know. We're going to beat the crap out of him coming uh-huh. off the line. Yep. We're going to have a linebacker there, and then we're going to have a safety behind it. Mm-hmm. And if Valdez-Gentling has eight catches for 150 yep. yards if and three you, touchdowns... If, if, if Schuster beats if, you... Tip your ball, so, cap. Yep, so be it. But we're not going to let Travis Kelsey beat us in this
1: game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure teams try. I'm sure they have, <laughs> but uh, I mean, if it's us two are sitting in here at eleven thirty or eleven, <laughs> just after eleven on a Monday in Des Moines, I mean, it's just it's game after game after game. It just confounds me. You know, find a
2: way to stop eighty-seven. You yeah. can't. Well, there's also a Hall of Famer throwing him the football.
1: That helps too. He's incredible, Trent. Yes, he he is. truly is something to behold. And and then JT did not put a tweet on. It's it's a hundred percent true. You know, it's it's unfortunate for teams of, of the other three teams in that AFC West that we can't appreciate it. You know, openly appreciate the greatness that this guy exudes every time he takes the field, whether he's at home or on the road. Because you know for the next ten years he's going to beat your ass. Right. He is. Yeah. Uh, whether he has Kelsey or not, he's going to find a way to get it done. Now, having said that, Got to give Chad Henney a ton of credit. I mean, he took his team 98 yards. They set up shop on the two-yard line, and down the field they went.
2: Now, oh, he threw on that drive for 23 yards. I don't
1: care. But you're exactly it's right. It's Chad Henney, and it, it, a lot of guys go in there, and you know what? Down their leg. Uh-huh. He didn't. Uh, it led them to a touchdown. It was huge. Uh, and then Patrick Mahomes, they retaped taped it, Trent. Wink, wink. Right. <laughs> um, But now you just wonder, right? Apparently, the the, the word for yesterday is he got out of bed and he was feeling much better than anybody anticipated. Mm -hmm. Anybody anticipated. What does that mean? It's a high ankle sprain, you'd have to assume, right? That's what it was diagnosed as, yes. So
2: we've heard about this injury. He's going to play. That's not the question. He's going to play. Right. There's not a doubt in my mind. And it doesn't matter what kind of reports come out. When we get to Sunday afternoon, he's going to try it out there and he's going to take the first snap. Yep. He's not going to be mobile. He's not.
1: I'm not sure. With, with
2: that kind of injury, absolutely not. You saw him. He can't run.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No, he's talented enough that that doesn't matter. We've
1: had eight days. And for most guys, it's more than eight days. But I'm telling you, this guy's not human. How
2: is Cincinnati not favored? Am I crazy to
1: think that when I saw that Patrick line? Patrick Mahomes. 0-3 against uh-huh. Joe Burrow. Who is... Uh, he's going to be amongst limited. Amongst the elite quarterbacks in any conversation, or you don't watch the NFL... He's
2: limited. Mahomes is. He is not going to be the same guy. That that running ability, that doesn't use a ton. Mm-hmm. But, but, when, when to. but when he needs to. When he needs to, he does it. Something, Josh Allen, that's a conversation we'll get to, yeah. where that went. But he had that. Without that in the back mm-hmm. pocket, and a scheme, and a game plan, and all right, we're going to slow things down. We're going to keep everything in front of us. We're going to try to find a way to beat Kelsey. And with that injury, too, don't you say, if you're going to beat us, you got to beat us deep. That means... Need better protection. Yep. His inability to move around. The maybe offensive in the pocket.
1: line really ha- was really good after he got hurt. I
2: thought the Chiefs shuffling, you know, in the pocket, that little movement. How much more difficult that's going to be for him. I love Cincinnati already this week. I, oh. I I think this thing is set up for a Cincinnati win, and I was surprised. I thought that thing was going to be maybe a pick'em mm-hmm. Cincinnati, even by a point maybe i'm swayed just by the three games that they played against each other over the last 2 years and it doesn't matter where it
1: is i mean no. they don't flinch when they're on the road this Come team on, look at look at joe burrow yeah he's unbelievable joe Cole, you know the comparison to is to him and i think there's something to it with one exception and well seven exceptions montana N- no tom brady and the seven exceptions <laughs> better being ring on all five Also, <laughs> seven of his 10 fingers better athlete burrow yeah he is he than is. brady ever was but the, just the his poise in the pocket mm-hmm. his accuracy when finding uh, uh, receivers, the tight windows that he fits balls in. And look, Burroughs got better receivers than Brady did, with one exception, Randy Moss. Um, And he didn't have him for a very long (laughs) period of time. But this guy is unbelievable. So back to the Chiefs for just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive line, I thought was huge when he got hurt. I, I, I thought that um, they really stepped up in a big, big way. Pacheco running the football. How did this guy last in the seventh round?
2: It's a great question. He was a good player at Rutgers, right? He's mm-hmm. running back. They're mm-hmm. a, dime a dozen. Yep. And, and, they, and he proves it. In a different day and age, he wasn't going to be a first rounder or anything like no, that. No, but, but he's but gone early. 20 years ago, he's a top three uh-huh. round, but. That's running backs in today's environment in the NFL. But how many running backs went before him? And how many teams, well, 31 of them, probably kicking themselves in. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Because he's
1: fast, too.
2: He is. Physical, Uh fast, everything you want. And he also is a perfect complement to what they do and what they try to do. But you're right. Yeah. A few years back, that guy's making good money. Mm -hmm. I was just hanging on as a seventh rounder. Hopefully will get a contract. Yeah,
1: well, they're all making the same money in the playoffs. What is it, 46000 is that something. What it is yeah, Something like that, every player, regardless of your contract. Uh, Brock Purdy made the same yesterday as... Um Patrick Mahomes did the day before whoever your highest play player uh, player in the league. Uh, anyway, so that's the first game of the day. Let's go to the nightcap. I was dead wrong, you're hundred percent right. Uh Daniel Jones and the and the Giants. That I, I think the roster caught up with them as much as anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Philadelphia's really good. Yeah, they are. I mean that defense, how about the defense that's gonna be on display in the NFC Championship? One versus two. Um Philadelphia is um incredible. Jalen Hurts uh, any, I think, discussion of him still being hurt or that injury bothering him a little bit, I think you can throw that out the window, don't you?
2: Oh, absolutely. This is the Eagles team that we saw for, what, the first three and a half months of the year. Mm-hmm. This is the team that was 14-1 and and cruising mm-hmm. along before yep. the injury hit. They're back. Yeah. Great defense. Mm-hmm. Great offensive line. The running game is incredible. They got big play receivers out there. Goddard is a difference maker at the he's tight good, end position. P- he's a good
1: player, no doubt. Devonte Smith, terrific. What's their weakness? Philly's
2: weakness? Do they have one? I mean, is there really one thing that you... I know defensively, they're pretty vanilla. They don't do a whole lot, but they got the dudes to back it up. No. I I guess their defensive backfield isn't elite.
1: Still good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Darius Slay's elite. He he absolutely is.
2: But he's kind of it out of that. And again... When you have one guy like that, he can be pretty vanilla, mm-hmm. right? Well, he's going to play man. He's yeah, got whoever. He's got
1: one side of the field taken care of.
2: All right, figure out the rest. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll just kind of play shells uh-huh. behind it, and we'll yep. be okay. Yep. I don't think there's a weakness with this team. There isn't thing anything that's easy to point to to say, uh, Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. They absolutely demolished. Mm-hmm. I mean, going well, the defensive early...
1: front is as good as, I mean, this yeah. sweat guy is unbelievable. Uh, Fletcher Cox still playing. How about his son yeah, right. Good God, he's he was all over the field the other day. He's terrific. This is going to be a good football game. Yes. I have no idea. Now, if I had to pick here today, I just think Jalen Hurts' running ability is what separates them, which may give them, the edge in the football game. How about Kenneth Gainwell? Right. Who? You can get three running backs.
2: Boston Scott. Boston Scott. Scott. Yeah, he's there.
1: legitimate. Every time he plays, he's going to score.
2: I love those guys, those guys that I tower over. I right. got a couple inches on Boston Scott. He's just out there making plays. Uh-huh. This team is so good. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco, to win on Sunday, is going to have to play so many levels higher than they did yesterday.
0: Yeah, They're I going agree.
2: to have to play at a completely different level. I think mm-hmm. both sides of the football. Than they did yesterday uh-huh. in order to compete on the road against this
1: Philly yeah. team. Although, the, uh, I will say this, and I've heard a ton about it. Brock Purdy has no idea what he's walking into. Mm. Okay, it's, it's a hostile environment. But you know what? The, the ride to the stadium on the bus, he's not going to be used Come on. Um, I think he's unflappable. I do.
2: Well, here's the road tilts that he has gone since he's taken over the starter. Okay. That Seattle game that we talked about that yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. But, 12th man. Awful defense. Right. I mean, they're playing a much better team this week. At the Raiders. There's probably 50-50 fans. Yeah. We know what it's like it's in Vegas. Probably true. That's that's probably true. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the only road environments he's mm-hmm. seen in the This is going to be different. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. Is he unflappable? I don't think he is.
1: I... He uh, wasn't great. No. He was okay. He wasn't great. And... Mean, you know what he did what, I, what he did that I appreciated in the game? Um he didn't. He didn't try to force things. Now he did throw one ball that was, I think, it was Ayuk. Uh, there was a, a, almost would have been a touchdown. It was like down to the one or two yard line. Maybe should have been picked off. Both guys went up for it at the same time. He, he was probably a half a beat slow throwing the football. I thought he was worse against Seattle than he was against. No, worse isn't the right word because he wasn't bad in either of the games. No. First half he struggled against Seattle.
2: That's the one. He wasn't the sharpest that we've seen right. out of him. But we but we we forget that this guy. I mean, Dallas is the number three defense in the league, right? And you got Micah Parsons bearing down uh-huh. on you. And there was that one as he oh. tried to spit out of it like, no, it's not going to work, kid. Yeah. <laughs> You're not names anymore. No, 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 no. This is not the Big 12. This yeah. is not college football. This right. is a different level. And those guys can track you down. And, and there was that one moment. He threw it to Ayuk and just overthrew him when he spun away from Parsons. I think this was maybe in the second quarter. And they came back afterwards. And I can't remember. It might have been McCaffrey. It was somebody that was talking to him. On the bench? Yes. Yeah. No, it was Kittle. That's who it was. It was Kittle talking to him. And you just see, like, let's not try to do too much yeah. here. That, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what was being said, but it, it felt like but one of those I wouldn't be surprised if that moments. was said. Yeah. You can't screw this game up Right, us. Don't make the big mistake right. at this point. And that's what he needs to keep doing. Right. Just keep being him. Now, he's going to have to make plays on Sunday to win. Uh-huh. He can't be just a placeholder, I don't think, to beat this Philadelphia team. No, they're really good,
1: Trent. They are. They're really good. Uh, they're well coached too, Sirianni. Listen to him. <laughs> listen to him going up the sidelines. <laughs> if you don't listen to me and Trent, just just search him on Twitter. You'll find it.
2: it. It's so funny. It's great. I wonder who he was talking to. That's what I wondered too. I had the exact same thought. Was he talking to an official? Was it one of his
1: sideline guys? I don't was know. was was it I a think, fan chirping? I think he was too far down out of the. Co- I don't know what it was, but. He knows what the blankie's doing. He knows what the blankie's doing, and he let the world know. And he was 100% <laughs> oh, right so as good. they took it to the Giants. Um, I told you Saturday night was going to stink. Yeah, it was a stinker. It was yeah. a bad football game. It was too bad. I stayed with it to the end because it was the last game uh, of, of Saturday night. But it was there was really no drama in it. No. All right, so let's go to Sunday, and let's go to the Buffalo Bills, who were, became a different football team when Von Miller got hurt. Yes, And um, admittedly, I thought Vaughn didn't have a lot left in the tank. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was getting the quarterback and pressuring the quarterback. We've been saying it for the last, I don't know, month or so, that there's something off with this Bills team. Longer than that. I mean, we were talking about this before Thanksgiving. Right. And Miller got hurt Thanksgiving week or was the week before? Week before. But what is it? What was it with this team that they just were different? This was way before Hamlin. I think it was Josh Allen. Josh Allen was not the same guy. And Wonder what happened. Will we, well, we find out something after like uh, he's going for some surgery? Right. That
2: I wouldn't be surprised because he doesn't look like the same guy. We talked about the running. I mean, mm. that was such a huge mm-hmm. part of his game, and that it completely still threw some pretty good balls yesterday. He did, but he also floated a lot. You know, was there something wrong with the arm? Because how good over the last two years was he? Just the accuracy that increased so much oh, from geez. early in his career. Yeah. And he was just putting everything mm-hmm. on the money. And mm-hmm. yesterday's, I was in the snow. I, I get all that. But that was not the same guy that we saw basically all of last year. Even the year before that on the back half of the year. And then through the first two months of this year, mm-hmm. it's a different guy. I think you're right. I think there is some kind of injury that debilitated him because he looked different. And he yep. didn't run the football in yep. the same fashion. In fact, I, I want to bring up his numbers, just running the football if there's maybe something that we could point to and what he's doing. When he
1: stopped running the football, you yeah. mean, early in the year, he was doing X, Y, and Z. And... So, let's see. Going back, yeah, he had double-digit
2: carries, one, two, three, had nine. So, yeah, through the Jets game. Which was when? That was November 6th. He had okay. nine carries, 86 yards, against the Vikings, six for 84. And then since then, had a 78 in there, 77, but a lot less than what we've seen out of him. I don't know if it's a leg injury, I don't know if
1: something... But whatever it was... Is it McDermott telling him, we don't need you to run?
2: Well, and that's the other part that you never know, right? I'm sure it's been coached in him the last couple of years. You're too
1: important. Because Case Keenum's
2: the backup. You can't just put your head down every Uh single time. And I think he knew that, but it felt like more than that. It was more than... There were times that he could run it that he would all the time in the past. Tuck it, get the eight yards, get the first down. and He just wasn't doing it the same fashion. It's not the same guy. And that's a team... Are they built for Buffalo? Wouldn't they be better built for Atlanta? You know what I'm saying? Stephon Diggs on the outside. Davis, a speedster Mm -hmm. who... Talk about a guy that did not take the step we thought he was going to this year. No, no. An awful running game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're built for Buffalo. I don't think they're built... Now in today's environment in the AFC, where it's three teams have clearly separated themselves. And for the foreseeable future. Buffalo, Kansas City... And Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And Maybe Jacksonville's on the come. Mm-hmm. I can buy that. But mm-hmm. those three teams, well, who's built the best for, in their case, the worst to win in January in Trent, cold environments? Yeah. It, it's Buffalo. They're not built for the way that they need to play to win these
1: games. It's not crazy. Here, here's my takeaway for you I feel that um, that after watching this Bills team, they're further away from the Super Bowl today than they were this day last year not a
2: doubt in my mind you're exactly right yes you put it perfectly there this team i think they need to retool Mm -hmm. and it's not wholesale change no tearing it down it's done no but they have to evaluate Mm -hmm. what they are it's maybe you do finally i know they tried at running back maybe david montgomery makes a lot of sense for them hard physical Mm -hmm. runner decent offensive line we're going to go back to the basis of how you build this thing up with the running game. And you look at what Philadelphia does with an athletic quarterback, Uh but it is starting with the ground game. And we're going to go back to that way of winning football games. Josh Allen's still going to be great. We're still going to have digs on the outside. We're still going to do those things. But ultimately, it starts with the run game. And if Allen can get back to a healthy runner, we know he can do that. Sure. He can do the things that Jalen Hurts does. Uh And he's got some physicality to go along with it. If I am the front office of the Bills, that's what I'm looking at here retooling and kind of reconfiguring what we are offensively in our identity, we're going to be more of a run team as opposed to a pass team going
1: forward. Mm. Let's give Cincinnati a whole lot of credit uh, oh. in that game as well. Burrow was unbelievable Jay. Here's my question. What's a catch? <laughs> I mean Jamar Chase had three feet down in the end zone. Three. Not one, not two, three. Okay, you don't have three feet, but one foot touched the other, and then the t- the foot that touched first came down and hit again.
2: Shouldn't be over at that point. It is right. This goes back to the Calvin Johnson thing, completing the process. Right, that's when it became part of our football lexicon and that play, Week One, ten years ago. But whenever if a it was.
1: running back just sticks the ball over the, it's over. over. It's over. You get a whether tip he, of the football, right? Whether the front he whether he plane. coughs it up or it's
2: batted <laughs> out of it, it's over. It's touchdown. Over. You get three feet in, and he did. He had three feet in. We talk about letter of the law and what kind of those unintended consequences. And the wording of that rule, it's not right. No. It's not the way that no. it's supposed to be. No. Because completing the catch, it's over. Done. Two feet in, it's over. Right. You have possession of the football. The play is done. In Quarterback the Quarterback sticks the ball over the over the goal line and he's over the top of the pile, gets batted out. Doesn't matter. Touchdown. The play is over at that point. Same thing here. In the end zone, NFL needs to redo this. I agree with you. On the sideline, different conversation. Sure. In the end zone, that needs to be. Two feet in, possession of the football, the play is over. Yep. Doesn't matter once you hit the ground because you already scored the touchdown. That's right. It doesn't matter because it's Mm -hmm. already over. Mm -hmm. The play should end at that point. I'm with you, and I was with you, too, because didn't you have two touchdowns in one of your props? For Jamar Chase, so was that somebody else in our uh, Met Rivers contest? His was
1: Christian Kirk. Oh, okay.
2: There was somebody I, I think that uh, had Kirk, yeah. had
1: that as a oh, it was somebody. There. It was the guy from the east. Uh, the one that, the last contest uh, was it Dallas? Dallas, yeah. Dallas Jones. Dallas Jones, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, he. I was that. rooting for
1: him because we're all chasing. We're all chasing Bromel. Can't catch him. <laughs> yeah. He's home free, home and cooled out. Uh, so then uh, let's go to the fi- finale yesterday. Uh, with with the Niners um, and, and the Cowboys, let's start with the Cowboys side of things. What did you make of Dak Prescott's game yesterday? He can't make those mistakes. I heard this
2: last night, and I think it's a great comparison. Some a team and a player we talk about a ton here in our airwaves. He's Kirk Cousins. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He'll win you games. Mm-hmm. He'll put up good numbers. Yep. But when it's not cut in time. <laughs> They get cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, and I thought that was a perfect comp for him. Yeah, He's fine. But with <laughs> that duo, McCarthy and Dak, they're <laughs> yeah. not winning a Super Bowl. No. He can be really good. Yeah. He can win a lot of games in the regular season. Uh-huh. But
1: he just isn't a big enough difference maker. Tony Pollard going out, that was huge. It was. Because he's the guy there. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. Steve Lamb was terrific in the football game. Dalton Schultz, I have no idea what he was thinking. A couple of times, uh, the, the out-of-bounds play when the clock yeah. kept running. By the way, Greg Olson, you're really good. Yes, he is. You are really, really good.
2: I feel terrible for him.
1: and he's But had, how can you just t- toss him aside for Tom Brady? How do we know Brady's good? We don't. I don't think he will be.
2: But it's Tom Brady. I understand Fox's thought process behind it. He can't make it a three-man booth.
1: Uh, they never work or seldom do. They, it's, it's
2: an incredible mm-hmm. rarity. Yep. I mean, what do you got to go back to? Monday Night Football? Or uh, Paul McGuire when he
1: was... You know, on that the, was
2: okay. Uh, that was... A long time ago. And a different package of games. Uh-huh. For the number 1 stage.
1: Yeah, I don't think we have never can. seen it in a Super Bowl. No, I don't think we have. No. Because
2: that group, they didn't have Super mm-hmm. Bowls back then. So mm-hmm. I, even Monday Night Football. Greg Olson great- is
1: really good. I love him. I do too. I, I
2: just, and he's self deprecating. and I've heard him interviewed and asked the question about Brady, and he's funny about right, it. And he's right.
1: just, although he did say he's going to try and make it a difficult decision for the executive, and you have. Yeah, absolutely. He has. absolutely has. My God, he's good. He's, I didn't he's realize. Excellent.
2: Uh, speaking of Boos, mm-hmm. the Moose Johnson, Joe Davis, did that feel like even a playoff? No. It just felt like a
1: couple of 500 teams in week 14. It did. It, it yeah. just,
2: it was flat. Mm-hmm. I like Davis as a baseball guy, not ready yet for as a football guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure probably had the same conversation about Buck when he started. Yeah, maybe he did. I'm not exactly sure about this guy as a football guy. Right, I like him right. on baseball. Probably same thing. You here. know
1: who's worn uh, who's, who's starting to wear on people their ears? Oh, Romo. Yeah, yeah. So we were
2: driving home yesterday from uh, we're up in Sioux City, and on the way back, just plugged in my phone to. The ox cable and was just listening to the TV broadcast, so it was all basically hearing Romo. Yeah, it, it was tough. Mm-hmm. It, it was tough. Now I was not as enamored as many people were. Well, early I think on. it was
1: just because it was different. It right? was different because he he knew the play as soon as they were lined up. And he all was right, here well. we go,
2: Jim. All right, the biggest play of the day. <laughs> but it could go the other way, Jim. Uh,
1: yeah, not my cup of tea. Really? Uh, yeah, he's starting to wear on some people.
2: And Nance. Is as good as he's ever been. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You, we've talked about this before. Outside of golf coverage, Nance is not my cup no of more, team. nor mine for football. He has grown so much, and Romo, obviously, he had to change as a broadcaster mm-hmm. with him. But it has helped Jim Dance, I think. I think immensely so too. Yeah, I think you're as right as a football
1: broadcaster. But the, the, uh, what do you do with Greg Olson? What are you going to do with them? They're not Brady's. Not going to cut into the coverage. He's not going to let the parachute in mm-hmm. and do the Super Bowl because there were speculation that that's what's going to happen. Let's see what is out there. What would
2: make sense? I, you're right.
1: Sense. I don't think it's a three man booth. No. I think it's Brady plays another year. Look, I have no much. I have no idea how much money he has. I know him and his now ex lost a boatload of it in crypto. Yeah.
2: The NXT thing, right? I don't Not know what which it one yet. it
1: was, but it was it was a they invested apparently a, a ton of money in it. Um, I don't know. Anyways, that's the playoffs from the weekend. We are down to four. What a weekend! So when the point when the odds for the Super Bowl came out at circa, did you see the money line odds? I've never seen this before. When they first were posted to win the Super to Bowl, the win future the Super Bowl. Yep. The future market. Three teams had exactly the same price. Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles were all plus 278. Now, I think it's moved since then. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco was the long shot at 3-1. to one. I've never seen that before. Shows you what sets up Completely on Completely
2: evenly matched. To have as good of a final three games and final four mm-hmm. as we've had in the NFL in boy, a long time.
1: There, there's, there's no overwhelming favorite going into the weekend. Is that based on Mahomes' uncertainty? Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
2: with, with a healthy Mahomes, that injury didn't happen. And they still won by, let's say they won by 10, they covered. They're the favorite. As opposed to yeah. the backdoor cover, and thank yep. you, Jaguars, for that. Yeah. Kansas City's favored by field goal? Tick over, uh, three and a half? Yeah, probably it's a little bit more, I would think. Three and a half, I'd say, maybe, mm-hmm. something like that. Right now, Kansas City at Circa is favored by one. It's a pick em at Westgate. It's a pick'em offshore. One's pretty much across the board outside of that, but that is the number currently after opening in a couple of places at two Kansas City yesterday. So Uh. that early Cincinnati money, I'm with them. Uh, 63% of the tickets and 56% of the money on the Bengals at this point. On the other side, everybody's on Philly. Are they? Oh, you're jumping on the public side again. (laughs) No, I... 82% of the tickets, 87% of the money
1: is on Philadelphia. And that number opened at one and very quickly went to two and a half. No, it opened at one and a half and went to two and a half. Where is it now?
2: It is two and a half across the board. Now, Juice is already being played with. Circa's got a minus 115.
1: So they're looking to go to three. DraftKings is
2: minus 120. Yeah, this thing's absolutely hitting a field goal when it does. Yep. I will be making my 49er bet. Really?
1: Yes. God, I hope you're right this weekend. Well,
2: we're both invested on a 49er Bengals Wouldn't Super Bowl. Wouldn't it be
1: sweet to go into a Super Bowl knowing you're going to make a ton of money regardless of who oh. wins the damn game? I, I don't think I've ever been there I've before. I never been there either. Got a shot though. And this just in: Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl fifty-seven. <laughs> Miller Condon walloped again. Uh, uh, time for a quick uh, break. It is uh, another week of thousand-dollar slam dunks. In fact, there was one in the one one in the state already, state of Iowa. One of our sister stations over in eastern Iowa. Time for another thousand-dollar slam dunk. Go to KXNO.com. When you get there, you can enter this nationwide keyword contest by inserting the keyword "grand" in the pop-up box. Grand, grand. At kxno.com. Nick Olson joins us next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Wondering what the fuss is all about about this Iowa State men's basketball program? They're on TV tomorrow now. You can see for yourself. How about that? Let the bells ring out and the banners fly. He's Nick Oson. He covers Iowa State for 24-7 SportsCycloneAlert.com. Hello, Nick. Trent and Ken, how are you?
0: You know, guys, I'm pretty good. I'm even better after listening to that NFL segment. I really enjoy hearing you guys talk broadcasts and... NFL playoffs and all that good stuff.
1: Well, we appreciate the kind words, Nick Olson, and certainly have a great affinity for your work uh, over at uh, cyclonealert.com. Let's start there, uh, recruiting wise, uh, and the way uh, TJ strikes again, right? Another four star, Dwayne Pierce. You are all over it. What can you tell us about him? And he will be here next year, correct? Is he 24? I think he is.
0: Yep, yeah. So he's a 2024, he's the third commit. Uh, of the class. Now, this was really interesting. I kind of mentioned him as a name to know for the VIPs around Christmas, but this all kind of, I guess, became a little more uh, rapid and put together really recently. He came for an official visit this last week and then obviously made his announcement on ESPNU last night. It was a cool celebration. Now, he can do a lot of things. He fits. Quite honestly, it's thrown around a lot, but he's very – versatile on both ends, and I think you saw a lot of that if you were able to see him last night. I think that he can create for others. I know that when we spoke, that's something he really prides himself on, and shared that the staff really likes that about him as well. He can actually shoot a little better than I kind of expected. He hit a couple threes last night in that game. He can defend. He's physical, strong, and again, a really good pickup. Now number three for the class of 2024, which sits, guys, in the top three in the entire country for next season.
2: And the top 10 recruiting class and the one in front of it, 2023. And speaking of that, I was looking at those rankings, and we already talked about it being in the top three. J.T. Rock, we talked about him, committed here a couple weeks back. Big kid from South Dakota, 7-footer. It doesn't feel like his national rankings, at least at 24-7, he's ranked 130 out, kind of marries with the kind of offers that that dude has. I mean, he had the big boys that were after him there. Do you anticipate Rock's going to continue to go up the rankings throughout 24-7 here in the coming months and years?
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet, Trent. I was actually looking at something similar with him last night. I think it might have been part of the composite that kind of Mm -hmm. makes them, uh, you know, maybe rated a little bit lower. But I have to think so because now his high school team, South Dakota in general – really starting to get a little more attention. He's a huge reason for it, and he's somebody you guys know I've gone out there two or three times to see him play, and, and, you know, he seems to add something within his game every time. The more attention that South Dakota gets and these recruiting classes get, I think we'll end up doing pretty well for Rock's final ranking.
1: Well, uh, busy weekend football-wise as well, correct? Uh, was it a junior day in uh, with the football program this past weekend?
0: Yeah, a lot of recruiting this weekend. So it was a junior day with several important targets in 2024, as well as Jefferson Adam, who I know that I've brought up on this show several times, uh, would be kind of a, you know, from a junior college transfer type target. Now he's actually going to be figuring out his college decision in the next couple weeks. I was able to do an interview with him, uh, kind of on the edge target and things are looking pretty. Positive for Iowa State right now. The other signing day is obviously already in just about a week and a half. So he's somebody to kind of keep an eye on there. And junior day, some big names here as well. Drew Miller, off the top of my head, was a big name that was here, one of the top specialists in the country. Obviously, he's here in Iowa. Uh, Kyle Rakers, an offensive lineman just down the road. And I caught up with four or five of those guys yesterday. Sounds like it was a pretty good weekend for Iowa State. And there's just really a lot of encouragement even after a bit of a down year around the program still.
2: Let's jump on to the hardwood and what we saw, a disappointing loss to Oklahoma State. Ken and I both kind of warned about this game, just had that feeling, but you jump out early, you're rolling, it's 19-5, to 5. Oklahoma State gets back into it, yet you increase it to double digits at halftime, and you're not home free, but you're feeling really good. And the second half, just so many of those moments just – kind of head-scratching offensive sets that they were doing, some some shots that just didn't go down. Overall, a frustrating loss, that I think, would maybe be a good way to put this one against Oklahoma State.
0: I think that's pretty fair to say, Trent. I think that many, like you just said, kind of went into that game either nervous or thinking things wouldn't be easy. I'm a pretty big fan of what Boynton has done with Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. I think that they're better, quite honestly, than people give them credit for, and they found a lot of success recruiting as well, but you're right. When you have a league when you have a lead kind of like that multiple times, seemingly comfortable. I, I think they really missed having Caleb Grill totally and a lot agree. Of action there. Yep. Dad Coons could have been a big help there as well. That's one, you know, I broke it down both on the boards and I was speaking with my brother and some friends about it as well. And and I thought, I don't think that's a bad loss by any means, but I think that it's frustrating, Trent in the way that it happened, right? If they were outplayed, well, then so be it. But I actually think they were pretty clearly the better team, and I just felt like there was kind of some maybe lack of execution late that kind of hurt a little bit and went into that loss. So I think that it's going to be tough, and now – Things do not get any easier, guys, in this Big 12 conference.
1: (laughs) No, there's no nights off. And and I agree with you 100% on on Grill. Look, it wasn't his offense, and and, sure, he's going to make some shots, but it's his defense, I think, that they really uh, missed uh, late in that basketball game. And look, Anderson hadn't made any threes, and he's out there hitting threes, and and the entire team just went crazy uh, from behind the three-point line in the second half, and they got back into the game. Holmes with a bunch of turnovers, didn't love Trey King's shot at the end of it. I thought, uh, that's not the shot that you want. Had it gone in, of course, that would have been a different story. Great idea, great execution. Trey King, well done. Uh, I didn't didn't go, though, but there's going to be days like that. I think one of my takeaways from a positive side was just Oshuni again. He's really figuring out offensively, I think, that he's becoming he was always an impact player at the defensive end of the floor, right? Uh, um, he's going to um, alter shots and and do some things on that end of the floor they didn't have. But now that his offensive game is picking up, Nick, that's going to go a long way for this basketball team.
0: You know, Ken, we are generally on the same wavelength with this kind of thing, and and this is no different, right? I was excited. I told you guys, these late in the summer, early in the season, I felt like this guy could really be an impact player in Oshuni. And I actually asked him a little bit about some of his offense and his progression today. He gave a lot of credit to the staff and kind of the positions that they're putting him in, which I totally respect. But to me, obviously, you know, kind of watching from the basketball point of view as well as just with the job, it looks like he is just a lot more comfortable and confident within the offense, where he's supposed to be, the shots that he really feels good about taking. And I think that it's important that he has kind of that trust and those looks from his teammates right now as well. I think Kansas State, is a game because Kansas State likes to play a lot on the wing and in the perimeter. I think he's going to be a major factor tomorrow. I think that'd be very beneficial for Iowa State's success. And I've enjoyed kind of seeing his progression the last couple weeks because it's what I've known that he's capable of and that he showed at his previous school. Tuesday,
2: tomorrow, it'll be Kansas State a top five (laughs) Kansas State team. You could have told most Big 12 fans coming in. you know They're going to be in the top five in the Big 12, and they would have looked at you sideways. They were picked last. Here they are, top five in the country. It's been a really, really remarkable story of what they've been able to do, but we know Hilton's going to be charged up for this one.
0: Yeah, I would expect, quite honestly, almost as good of an atmosphere as I saw last week uh, when Texas was in town. I think that these fans here, one thing I really like about them, in addition to their passion, is I think they're very knowledgeable. They know that you know, there's some legitimate kind of injuries with this team right now. I mean, not necessarily the, the severity, but Williams, obviously, out for the year. Kuntz has been out. Grill wasn't able to practice today, TJ Hasselberger shared with us. Uh. And I feel like the fans are really going to kind of rally around that and really provide just about as much energy as possible. I actually think there'd be no question uh, to me who I would pick for this game. If Grill was healthy, because Mm -hmm. again, Ken, like you said, I think that his defense would be major on the wing. Now that makes me think a little deeper into it, but I do feel that Iowa State matches up pretty well. I think that it's going to be a nice game for Gabe Palsher. I think that Holmes will kind of show his steady presence. And I look for Trey King to kind of impose some of his physicality as well, like we saw early on in some of that Oklahoma State game.
1: Well, there's no villain uh, on K-State, maybe with the exception of the play-by-play guy who was a real a-hole. Um, I can't think of his name. Uh, so, so we'll see. I mean, you can't get upset with him, right, the the, the fan base, although they, they certainly do because he, he's on Twitter doing some of the more remarkable. Uh, you just don't see that of a play-by-play guy. Anyway, regardless of that, Tang and his team, incredible bunch. Uh, so six of the top 17 teams – In the country, in the in the AP top twenty-five, are all Big Twelve teams. That's remarkable. K-State, Kansas, Texas, TCU, Iowa State, twelve and seventeen, Baylor. That really and truly uh, is remarkable. So, just finish it up on grill real quick with you. When when TJ answered the question the way he did, did he give any inkling that you know he couldn't practice today? Probably not going to go tomorrow, or we'll see how he is tomorrow. Or do you think they're just uh, game time decision? What What was your takeaway on Grills availability chances tomorrow, Nick?
0: Well, uh, I'll give excuse me. I'll give some credit to T.J. Osselberger first. He knew that that would be a topic of discussion, and he actually brought it up before it was <laughs> really? really even asked about. It's kind <laughs> yeah, of how he smart. started uh, the presser today. I, I kind of feel like, look, I, I would certainly be lying if I said I think that. Caleb Grill is going to be 100% healthy and playing tomorrow for the fact that he didn't practice. I won't necessarily rule out seeing him sometime soon, but he, he kind of made it like a bit of a general statement after that and kind of compared it to Jazz Coon saying that, you know, they're going to do what's best. I believe the exact quote was for their health and safety uh, with kind of these practices and dealing with these injuries. So it was A bit of a surprise to me, not that he was still in pain, because obviously Grill did not play Mm -hmm. much Saturday, but the fact that he couldn't even really give it a go at all today. So that's certainly something to monitor. And, you know, I think guys like Damarian Watson, Gabe Kelscher, really going to have to step up tomorrow night. Uh,
1: And it's a back issue, correct?
0: That is what, you know, I kind of saw with my own eyes in the Texas game and then saw early on Saturday. So as long as that's still kind of the same pain, which Hasselberger yep. did allude to, I think it's still that lower back. It looks like tightness, but that's just my non-officialized saying that part.
1: 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Nick, great stuff over there. Appreciate uh, all the recruiting updates, and we certainly appreciate our relationship. We'll talk to you a week from before, or a week from now, if not before. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it.
0: A lot more to come. Thank you
1: both. Thank you, Nick and 24-7 Sports CycloneAlert.com. Good stuff out of Nick. Five versus 12 tomorrow. Uh, eight o'clock tip. If you can't be in front of your TV, of course, the game airs well, a couple of places. Down the hall here, 100.3 The Bus. Or if you're in Story County, our friend Dave Sproul is uh, his station. Fourteen. well, it's not his. It's iHearts. It's iHearts, yeah. but uh, Dave kind of run. Well, he doesn't run the shop over there, but he's over there, and he's a good guy, and we'll talk to him on Wednesday at 1430 KSI. They also have the game. All right, we'll come back. Uh, recap hour number one. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. For a limited time. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes here. in The first hour of the program. We're going to talk uh, to Nick Athen on uh, the Chiefs and Scott Dockerman on the Big Ten and on Iowa. Uh, real quick, Trent, uh, Adam Amenecker is going to join us tomorrow. Doco mm-hmm. Pizza Company sponsors the Valley. The beat goes on for those UNI Panthers.
2: They were down, I think, 16 in the game. Where, came was it that back. much? Michael Duox had 21-11 and 11 in the game. Just these kind of unheralded guys that continue to go up there. I remember we talked oh, about the Panthers and the rough start that they were off to in the last season. Yeah. And it was after they won, I think, two games in the Valley. And we were talking on our TV show, Inside the Numbers on Mediacom, where we talked sports wagering the whole time. The Panthers were 50-1 at the time. I'm, I'm going to take a shot here. Threw 10 bucks on it. But still, at 50-1, to one, having that ticket, is there a game back now in the standings? Think about that. They're 7-3, third place by themselves in the Valley. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think this team's going to
1: win a regular season. were they in? Four and six in non-con, something like that? Yeah. It It was was
2: dismal. It really was, and it looked like a lost season Mm -hmm. in the future. There were some question marks there. And Ben Jacobson, once again, alone in third place, just a game behind Belmont and SIU.
1: Drake got a much-needed win. Yeah, they did, and they took they, uh, a convincing win. I mean, it was uh, in Evansville. Like they're they're not very good to begin with. Right. It was the right opponent sharing the floor with them, but they put it to them. Did
2: you the uh, see the numbers from Roman Penn? Yes,
1: Trent. Unbelievable school records. Eighteen assists. That's nuts. Now it's Evansville. You're playing Still. around a
2: little bit with purple aces. Who eighteen are,
1: assists in your driveway?
2: Whew. They are brutal. <laughs> they are. There's there's no way about it. But two necessary wins. Uh-huh. Hope and, again, most important thing, mm-hmm. be a top four seed. Get that extra buy. Three games in three days. A lot easier than four and four. Get in the top four. Give yourself a chance when we get to St. Louis.
1: Well, and they're on TV tomorrow night as well. Uh, CBS Sports Network has them as they... Stay home and take on Indiana State. I think it's tomorrow, tomorrow or Wednesday. Tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Hour number two. Trent and I will uh, start it off, and Nick Athen will join us, and Scott Docterman will be here, and Trent Scott Picks. We've got an hour to go. Miller and Cotton right back.